I'm Claire Hooper and this is I'm the Worst, a safe space for good people to confess to bad things. Po Ling Yao, artist, baker, TV host, cookbook author, business person and I'm predicting future charismatic cult leader. We recorded in Po's art studio on the traditional country of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. I pay respect to elders past and present and acknowledge the traditional custodians' continuing connection to these lands and waters. Poe had a deeply religious upbringing, which she is now very philosophical about. Growing up religious, I remember I used to, um, I've realised when I left the church, I, um, I became really like the opposite end, right? So I was like really anti-religion. And then I thought, hang on a minute, that's the same. If you can't prove that there's a God and you can't disprove, the most sane thing is to sit in the middle and go, I don't think that a God exists, but if it does for you, I can't disprove that and you're not harming anyone and it brings calm and um, order to your life. I'm happy for you. How long do you think you spent being vehemently anti-religion? Probably like a good year, maybe a couple years, maybe three. I'm very terrible with time. That's yeah, a bad okay. question. Do you <laughs> like how that just went from one to three years? Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, you know what? We know that it wasn't a few weeks yeah. or a decade. So Yeah. 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 Oh, that's Yeah, that's really interesting that you caught yourself though. Yes. And you were like, no, I don't want to be that person no but I feel like when you're coming out of something you're always a bit gung-ho because you haven't internalized it and you feel a bit insecure so you have to punch a bit harder and then when once you've internalized it then you calm down you go I don't have to prove anything I am that thing you know yeah it's okay everyone can have their opinion it doesn't in any way threaten your how you want to live your life you know um but I think it changed my mind, maybe because I met some Christians and I didn't know they were Christian. They were awesome people. And they and nev- this is after leaving the church. Yeah, and they never talked about their religion. And then I accidentally found out because they slipped up that they went to church or something like that. And I was like, what? So what? You went to church? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm being that thing. Like, that's bad. Yeah, so I think maybe that's how it came around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love it. I think maybe, I don't know whether because like my life went from, yeah, it was pretty strict kind of doctrines that I grew up with in the church. And then I had to complete, I sh- it got shattered when I left the church and it happened because I traveled overseas. And I've told this story many times, but I went from being this like good Mormon kid to like, a best friend who was trans like literally it just overnight my world just got turned on its head and I was like oh my god reality is not this world that I live in it's this other thing and um and maybe that maybe that wired me up to be able to accept like different points of view quickly better Mm. I don't know maybe I don't know I'm not sure yeah because you'd seen you'd had the experience of the world being one color and Mm. then the next day being a completely different color so you yeah yeah and it was I couldn't deny it it was just so no one told me anything I just it just played out it 
you know, I one day I was going to church and the next thing my um, trans friend was giving me mace <laughs> and protect and showing me how to catch the subway and like saying, just call me anytime you need to if you're in trouble or anything like that, took me under their wing. And I was like, that is an undeniably amazing, caring, beautiful person. And I have no way of fitting that into what I currently am supposed to believe. So I was like, I'm switching thoughts. I can't do this. Yeah. So within an instant, I had to change direction. Do you feel like there were core parts of the, you know, the Christian ethics that you've kept or do you feel like you held everything up and examined it? I held everything up and examined it. But it's interesting because I, I, I'm still really glad I went through it. Um, there was a period, like I've said, of like very volatile rejection of anything religious but I've just met so many beautiful religious people um and I also love that I can empathize with people that are religious so when they speak um like um in a very favorable favorable way about what and my my whole family is still religious like my brother and he talks about it quite openly now um like he says even if it isn't true in the end, I'm still glad that I live my life this way. But we're just wired differently. I can't do that. Like, but he can. So it's definitely related to personality type as well. Yeah. Mm. Completely different tack. You do so many different things. Mm. Some people know the thing they do. You have a very diverse career. And I'm sure you've been asked this heaps of times is there is there something you identify more than anything else as? Um, Are you an artist first and foremost? I what think you- so, yeah. I think because the art is something that I I built completely on my own. Beca- like with the food, I'm always mildly, I'm sort of healthily suspicious of it because it happened so instant. I mean, it was five months of, you know, quite rigorous TV, making TV and competition that got me there but um to me being on a show for five months is still kind of instant you know yeah um and I got sort of catapulted into that thing into the food world through MasterChef so instantly whereas the art I've had to slog I had to you know find my way there on my own I had to be really industrious and kind of um really hustle to get there and I did so just before I went on there I was living off my art and I remember thinking wow this is so awesome I'm, I'm where I wanted to be it's taken me five years I always say five-year plan didn't plan except just worked really hard for five years and here I am you know and then MasterChef came along and just like everything just kind of exploded and um and working you would know this like working in tv it's 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 a it's a very kind of fickle industry and so I'm always aware of that and I always have my own back (laughs) put it that way (laughs) you you're also running jam face Mm. and 
I saw how hard you were working when I came through the market yeah. like a few months ago. Yeah. And you'd been up like virtually all night baking. I mean, am I exaggerating? That looks like a lot of work. So what do you get from that that makes it worth the way it steals time from your art? Yeah. Um, what I get from that is constance because – TV is so up and down and like you're kind of living an alternate life with telly mm. like um you know the amount of traveling you have to do and you, and then you it's it's very it's 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 sort of a lot of um upheaval from your normal life and ups and like you go and you're on a high you're doing this exciting stuff and then you come back and then it's like normal life so I love that every Saturday, I know I have to get, my, I have to have my act together, and um, I have to deliver. So I go into the kitchen. I bake for about ten hours on my own. And I love it. It's like kind of my meditation. And then I love. Hang on, say so how many hours again? About ten hours. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. I know. It's so long. I know. I know. It seems like a wild amount of time to spend on something that we actually don't earn that much money with it's almost like a community thing like I love the feeling of community and I love the closing of the loop so the fact that I make the thing I take it the next day I sell it I'm wrapping it up serving it up like I really love that and setting up shop like I really love that I understand that but I also it is bananas it feels like but I don't you could just you could just chase another tv job yeah earn that sweet TV money and stay in bed on a Saturday morning. But it's like it feeds you because it makes you feel like a real human being. That's absolutely what it's doing. It completely grounds me and makes me remember all these things like, because playing shops is what I grew up doing. Yeah. You know, like my parents had a news agency and um, I hated it growing up because we were like, you know, slave labor when we were little. So every school holidays, there was no question, no going to friends' houses. It was like, you're working in the news agency, right? So, um, and in retrospect, it was so good for me because I was such a shy kid and it like taught me how to, you know, serve customers and it gave me this little skill set. Hated it. And it's so hilarious that um, I have other opportunities that I could probably pursue, but I'm choosing to play shops. It's just interesting how... You can never run away from yourself in a way. Mm. And and I, I do love that. It reminds me of where I came from. So I don't get too carried away with all the TV stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that about my Saturdays and Sundays. Sometimes I make canvas bags that I print things on. And... um. And people are like, and why don't you... And they're super cool. I love why them. Why don't you just get them printed? And I'm like, because I'm playing factories. Like the whole... I don't I don't care that I can only make 10 at a time. I don't care. Yes. It's, um, it's so strangely satisfying. It is. To see something through, like to buy the fabric and cut the print and then dry it and then iron it and then sew it up. It's so silly. So it's not time efficient. Mm. It's, but you it's know, not. I'm. I'm. I can't believe I'm comparing my crafts no, to your to jam face. But it's that same thing of like I'm playing. No, it is. It I'm is playing ex- grown up career. It is totally the same thing, and you know what? I also this this throws to something that I've uh, thought about for a long time, 
And that is, I feel like so many of the ailments that we suffer from um, at the moment, like the anxieties and so much anxiety at the moment, is this disconnect with um, closing the loop with labor, like things that we do every day. And like, I completely don't judge people that need help, right? Everyone needs help. Like, um getting a cleaner or whatever but it's really interesting that's how I kind of gauge my mental health I feel like if I want a house like this and I want a garden like I have out there and if I am not coping with um maintaining all of it I have to question why I have such a big house and whether my work-life balance is out of whack because I love doing those things. I love being able to look after myself. And it's such a basic human thing to have that connectivity to looking after yourself. And I find when we start to delegate that too much is when things go a bit haywire. I think we need to be connected to that. So you mean if you wash your own socks and cook your own dinner, yes, you might feel a bit more in your own body. Yeah. It, this makes sense. I think you're right, though. Some people need genuine medical intervention, but I think you might be right. I do. Um, and they don't. It really always surprises me how much better I feel when I've spent a weekend, like baking Cleaning, a few trays of biscuits yeah. and then repotting some plants. Yeah. I know that that's not the same as cleaning a house. I don't no, want to no, clean no, my no. house. It's I want to make nest. biscuits it's and repot plants. Yeah, no, no. But no. that. Um, yeah, we don't we do too many things that are imaginary jobs now. Yes. I mean they're real, they're absolutely real, but yes. there's there's so there's so many jobs we do where you can't really see the work and you could never explain it to someone from 50 years ago. No, that's right. And and I feel that like when you're connected to the hard yakka, it's just such a healthy state of being because it keeps you knowing objects in your house clean like it just keeps you kind of aware of things and appreciative of the things that you have i find the more you get help the more you don't see things around you it starts to be like kind of you start to lose focus on it everything is like superfluous except work and i find it so fascinating that um yeah, it's interesting how much we work to get help, <gasps> to pay for help. It's kind of nutty. Yeah. It's just to fund the help when we can really just work less and do the work ourselves and be connected to the labour. I don't know. I know you rejected religion a long time ago, but I feel like you're working your way up to being some sort of cult leader. <laughs> in this moment in this sunny light-filled studio (laughs) Poe first laid down the doctrine of her cult (laughs) yeah I feel don't you think there's there's something no there's something there there's something there because when you especially when you're yeah you're right you're 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 sending a work email so that you can get your paycheck to get someone to sweep under your feet. Mm. And so you're existing in this imaginary 
this imaginary mind dimension where, but you're not touching the actual three dimensions around you yes. and remembering that you're there and I do I reckon I spend a lot of time it's not in my head in my head is not the right way of describing it but just thinking in concepts and thinking about things that are going to happen in the future but not actually like touching the surface that I'm sitting on and hearing the sounds that are in the room I'm sitting in I think um I mean, we're really coming back to being present and mindfulness yeah. here, aren't we? But yeah. you're, but the uh, the idea, this idea that you've got, that's we're working really hard so that we can afford to pay someone else to live our physical life for us. Yeah, is interesting. It is, and like I also have this other principle um, that I um, I how do I coin it? Um, like to I feel, yeah, so it's part of this principle that I have, which is when you try to defy the natural order of things, it always bites you in the bum. So, like, if you think there's a shortcut to something, it just never is. There's always fallout. So doing your own cleaning and doing your own all that kind of stuff is very um, following the natural order of things. So once you cheat it, so you go, no, I don't want to clean. I want to have this beautiful house, but I don't want to clean it. Um there's something about that having that house that starts to feel empty to me because to me it's about interacting with that space and looking after it yeah you know having a relationship having a relationship with with the space with the space yeah this is hopefully going to help me have a better attitude to cleaning my house. Oh my god, I hate cleaning. I don't really love. I like moving things around, <laughs> but I don't. I don't really like cleaning. I think because, because how do you know when you're finished? Because you're never finished, are you? It's yeah. literally cleaning is always a game of how good can I get it before I run out of time, and that's such a depressing way to do any task. I want to be like, I want to finish the task and cleaning just feels never finished no it's true but look at my house it's so mad oh it's, it's so good it's so hard to clean this place yeah i only ever do one room at it's a time. hard to clean this place what well, just because it's look at all the knickknacks it's there's just, so many objects so many objects there's, and i could you get, know that you've there's there are two egg cartons full of eggshells egg yeah. that's for a project yes that's not a cooking thing. You're no, 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 no. You'll no, show no. me later. No, I'll show you later. Yeah. I do yeah. these little mosaic, eggshell mosaics with them. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That's so great. <laughs> it's more productive than doing jigsaw puzzles, isn't it? Well, not really. I love doing jigsaws too. Mm. So do I. Mm. It's been a while. They're very relaxing. Yeah. I'm very drawn to them. If I see one in any public space anywhere, I'm like... <laughs> Really, right? Somebody's like one. I, I love them. Yeah. You got you got one out in an open plan office, and you come in for a meeting, and you'll just yeah. slide over. Yeah, yeah. Love well, that's it. good to know. What to get you for your next birthday present? <laughs> <laughs> so, you've you've promised me a story. Yes. Where Where are you in your life? Are you in Adelaide yet? When does this happen? I'm in Adelaide. Is this post? Or pre or post departure from religion? Post departure okay. from religion. I it was after my first divorce. I am Elizabeth Taylor. I've had many marriages, <laughs> just two. 
Um, as soon as it's more than one, it's lots, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I was kind of re- like trying to, because I was such a good Mormon kid leading up to my, and I got married when I was 24. I never really had any, I had a little bit of a wild time when I was traveling, but it was all under the shroud of guilt. Be- was because your traveling, your traveling was after the first divorce though, wasn't it? No, before. Okay. Before, before. Gotcha. Then I came back and then I met Matt. Yeah. And we found solace in each other because we both were like, mm, this church thing isn't sitting with us any well anymore. And he's the one that basically schooled me through. Um, we, we kind of talked about it a lot and, and really philosophized our way out of it. Because right. it's really hard psychologically to break out of something that your whole family is in. And be that person. So uh, we knowing that it's right for you, but to everyone in your life who cares about you, knowing that they are going to worry about you, yes, and think, and you might change in their eyes because you suddenly become the bad one. Yes, yeah. totally. And I was already a bit black sheep in the family, so it was just like I knew it was going to really, really. Why were you black sheep? Well, Did you ask too many questions? Were no, you just even though I was a good kid, my parents thought I was just this massive rebel. It was so weird. All I did was sit at home and read books. Were the were the books the rebellion? No. What did they think was rebellious about I you? I don't know. I just my. Did they see the glint in your eye before you saw the glint in your eye? Maybe. And then what happened was, I just thought, oh, screw this. If you're gonna treat me like a rebel, I'll be one. Okay. That's what happened. I snapped and then I went to went overseas and it, it all fell to shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's meant to overseas. Yeah, it's meant yeah, to overseas. Yeah, everyone's yeah, going to yeah. go through that story. So it was post-marriage, uh, first marriage breakup. I was 32, I think, around 32, 33. Um, I was going out with this lovely guy who lived in a share house and it was like all these things. Oh, isn't it great dating a share house person in your 30s? Oh. Yeah, I, like yeah, he was a fair bit younger. So oh, yeah. yeah, so he was at the, he was in his late twenties. But anyway, I I was just in this environment. I was just relishing it. All this stuff that I'd never been through, you know, like um, yeah, share house. There was just you know, it was really fun, and we were doing like naughty things, like breaking into um, like public pools and skinny dipping. It was just the funnest, like good wholesome naughty stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was just a really fun, wholesome time. And all the guys in the house were like awesome guys. And um, How many people was he living with? There was like about four. Yeah. Yeah, four guys. So it was five guys in this house. Yeah. And it was really cool because they were all really creative and there'd be like um, pianos in the yard. And, you know, it was a really cool place. Anyway, so... One day, um, I was my my boyfriend said, "Hey, why don't you bring your dog over?" And I was like, "Oh, no, it's too hard. Like he's just too much trouble." And he's like, "No, no, no, bring him along for for the for the evening." And you know, we'll. we'll and I was like, "Okay, cool," because I was going to stay the night there. So I brought Zed along, and um, he was my first Scotty, and. Um, None of the bedroom doors were closed. So we lost Zed for a bit. And I was like, where's Zed? And I was petrified. He was like pooping or weeing in someone's room. 
So you, but we, he wouldn't have. Would he? Would he pull away? Yeah, yeah. It was a bit. Of, Scotties are very willful. They'll just do whatever. Right. You think they're trained, and then they'll just do some random thing <laughs> like that, right? And it was a new house, because so you don't know whether they're marking or you know doing things like that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going. Sad. Sad. Where are you? Sad. <laughs> Couldn't find him anywhere. And we're all standing in the hallway, like looking for him. All the it was a really old house. All the rooms were super dark, and you know, boys share house, messy rooms. Suddenly. He flies out of the room and drops a dildo at our feet <laughs> and he's pouncing around, right? Like, you know, like play with me, play with me. Because I realised we had programmed him to sniff out rubber because all his toys were made out, yeah. squeaky oh. toys were made out of rubber. Right. And I was like, of all the things, why did you find this, right? So he's like jumping around it, like going, <laughs> like, throw it, throw it. I love this thing. <laughs> And I, can, we, can, I can completely imagine that that would be a great, that would be just, it's the perfect, it's like a bone. Yes. I mean, it's sausage a, shape. It's the right shape. And also what, what a great amount of spring for his little doggy teeth, right? Like it would be an absolute, I don't know why we're going to the pet store for our dog toys, right? That would be excellent we are like on the ground laughing right okay and the so guy it, who's it's you and your boyfriend and another guy another okay. guy from so we were just on the floor right we could not stop laughing and um we were petrified the 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 person who was the girlfriend of obviously one of the guys um I don't know we were just petrified that they were going to come home any minute so I just we just didn't wash it or anything <gasps> and we just put it back where we thought it might have been and that is why I'm a terrible person and I don't even know who that person is because right now maybe I was still a bit prudish and had some like leftover mormonness or something because right now I would have just marched straight into the bedroom uh, into the bathroom, soaped it up and like, you know, dried it up and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because you've had more dogs in this time. <laughs> you're more used to washing dog toys. So you just, so your dog. We just chucked it back little, under the bed. Little doggy mouth all over this yeah, dildo. Yeah, his little Scottish terrier mouth was all over the dildo. <laughs> I mean, they say... I believe it's a myth, but don't they say that dog saliva is good for your minge? <laughs> no, I don't think they do say that, do they? <laughs> that old wives' tale. That old wives' tale. Having problems with your minge? <laughs> don't apply the dog directly to the minge. <laughs> I mean, at least you put it back. Yeah. You didn't let Zed keep it. Do you know what? I would have totally brought it up and had a laugh right now. If if it was me now, I would have just gone, hey, guess what happened to your dildo? Yeah. <laughs> did you know she had, okay, did you know there was a dildo? You didn't know there was a dildo, but you knew the room. You knew the girl yes. that belonged to the room. Yes. I mean, we're assuming it was the girl. Oh, it, what One would assume. No, it was definitely, it was a couple. Yeah. 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 Every, they both... They're joint owners. Yes, joint of the, owners. Of the dildo. Yeah. I just, I can't believe you didn't, so you didn't, you didn't squirm inside when you saw her again, knowing how you'd betrayed her. Not really. I, I didn't, 
Because they, okay. they were kind of a fun couple, you know. They were a really fun couple. Sure. She was very vivacious and I was like, it's fine. <laughs> Have you ever Googled where the, do- where the dog's saliva is? Dang- like, because I don't think it would be. Would it hurt? Would it be dangerous? Maybe. Well, pretty sure dog's saliva is quite bacteria It is, they're isn't it? Of, it's an absolute lie that it's good for wounds. They're kind of gross. I mean, my dog didn't do this, but dogs have been known to, you know, eat other dogs' poos and yeah, all my, sorts of things. Caught my dog ed- eating a human poo at the park. <laughs> isn't it weird, though, how you – because you've seen heaps of poos in your life and how you instantly are like, that came from a person. Isn't it amazing how – because you wouldn't have thought you were enough of a connoisseur to tell the difference between a dog poo and a human poo, but it was just like Wade and I were there watching him like (laughs) chomp and we're just like, that's a person poo, kick the dog away. That's when you – because it's not okay to kick a dog, but you know when you see them eating a human poo, you're just just like foot on the side of the dog and you push the dog out. I heard this most amazing story on Graham Norton's show because you know how at the end he does the red chair thing with the stories? And this guy was saying how him and his friend were jogging in Central Park and his friend just really needed to take a poop. And so he's like, are you crazy? He goes, no, I've got to do it now. He goes, all right, we'll just – he goes, I'm just going to have to do it behind the bush. So he's like taking a (laughs) dump in the middle of their run. And as he's mid poop – this giant German shepherd comes lumbering towards him and he's like, dude, you got to snap it off. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, so he just left it there, ran off and the owner comes up, assumes it's oh! the dogs and like picks it up and is like, <laughs> and he watches his ladies have the bag of poo just swinging beside her thinking it was the dog's poop. Thinking it belonged to her dog. Yeah. It's one of my favourite poop stories. It's a great poop story. <laughs> You know what? No harm was done to that lady. She used no. a bag. Yeah. And let's face it, a hu- do you, what's worse? What's worse? Holding a dog poo or a human poo? A human, human poo, it definitely. Is worse. It is actually worse, isn't it? Yep, yep. If they had come out like with a toothbrush in his mouth, mm. what would you have done then? Like if it was a non-sexual object, you would have just... Oh, yeah. I would have just washed it. Washed it, put it on the kitchen oh, table. When they yeah. came home, being like, "Look, that's your toothbrush there. The reason it's there." Yeah. Or just washed it and put it back. Or bought maybe. a new toothbrush for them. Yeah. Potentially, even you weren't going to buy them. A maybe new... it was just we were all in a naughty mood. And we thought it was naughtier to do that. I don't know. Do you think? Oh, you think you were deliberately being naughty? Maybe because it was just a really we funny were breaking idea. into public pools and being, you know, juvenile delinquents. <laughs> Your budgies sound outraged at this story. <laughs> Sorry about the budgies, people. <laughs> um, it's so interesting that you like telling the story, but you're just like, God, if that happened now. I would, yeah, no problem. I wouldn't even be embarrassed for them. I, was, I think I was a bit embarrassed for them back then. I think so too. Yeah. It's almost like a little bit of a, well, if you're going to leave your dildo where my dog can get it, I shouldn't have to touch it longer than a few no, seconds it of was, chucking it, it back. No, it was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious and embarrassing. Let's just put it back. It was just like a, yes, just chuck it back. Do you think it's just you or do you think it's the culture? Do you reckon we're all much cooler with dildos now? Oh, my God, everyone talks about them. Everyone talks so much about dildos. So much. I've been approached so many times to see if I wanted to be a dildo ambassador and I'm not even joking. 
<laughs> to like spruik one on mine. You have a very Socials. diverse portfolio. You I couldn't would. fit another feather in your cap. No. Dildo ambassador. Art, food, sex toys. Oh, it'd be a nice addition to your Wikipedia, wouldn't it? <laughs> Artist, actress, ambassador for dildos. <sighs> yeah, it's very different, isn't it now? Very yeah. sex positive. It's so good. It's, I haven't caught up with it. It's great. All right. Okay. My dog came out. I'm trying to imagine if my dog came out of someone's room with a. I mean, I think I'd just have. I think I'd have to look them in the eye. I think I'd have to physically hand them the dildo back and go, "Look, this is embarrassing, but a tremendous thing happened today." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean. I think if it happened now, we'd get our phones out, wouldn't we? We'd get some coverage of the oh, dog with the yes, dildo. Oh, yes, we sure. would. We would. Yeah, we would. That would work no, really well with your ambassadorship. I think if it happened now, I would just laugh, take the dildo to the bathroom, wash it really well, dry it up and just probably just, yeah, put it where I thought it might have been, which would, which was definitely on the ground. Yeah. Because... Zed got to it and he's really short. Could you tell whether he was disappointed to go back to his regular toys? <laughs> when you took well, him home the was... next day, it's just like, why are you such a prude, mum? I'm just thinking the flip side, of course, is that if you don't have the money for, an, for a sex toy, I was just thinking about how many squeaky bones there are at the pet store. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of an um, irregular shape. True. If, you, if you're adventurous, maybe. I'm not adventurous. And annoying. But I'd like to think it's someone is. It's got a noise. Is. It's got such a noise. <laughs> it's a really annoying noise too. Oh, that's better than beds creaking though, isn't it? That would be a unique fetish. I'll tell you what though, nobody's going to come to you. With offers of being a dildo ambassador anymore. No. We've definitely put that to bed. Yeah. How about when you said, can you give me some hints? Oh, I know. As to what this might be. Like, don't give it away, but just something a little, just a little dildo. Not Not mine. mine. (laughs) Three words. The three. I mean, I love you. They're three beautiful words. Dildo, not mine. You're like, I've got my, I've bought the ticket. (laughs) That was Poling Yao, artist, actor, dildo ambassador. Actually, hang on. I'm going to give you a little PS in the form of a voicemail she's only just sent me. Hoops, um, there's an important update on the um, rubbish long story. So I actually managed to catch up with two of the guys that live in the house um, a few nights ago. They came to my exhibition opening and... One of them goes, wait a minute, is this the dildo that used to sit on our bookshelf because we found it in hard rubbish and it glows and flashes red uh, with a red light in it? And Fitzy goes, yes, that's the one. It was a hard rubbish schlong. Isn't that a brilliant end to the story? So it was only ever a hard rubbish schlong. What a happy ending. 
As this podcast is released, there are only a few days left to see Poe's exhibitions and her artwork that's projected onto the buildings along Adelaide's Rundle Street as part of the Illuminate Festival. If you're not in Adelaide or you're listening after July 23, check out her work on her website at polingyao.com. I'm the Worst is back next week with a bonus ep with one of my favourite funny people. Comedy's good girl is a dirty cheat. I'm the Worst is back next with a bonus ep from one of my favourite funny people. Comedy's good girl is a dirty cheat.